Please remain standing as you're able. This is the scripture that Marcia shared with the children from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. You may recall that Pastor Mark told you this summer about a guy who desperately needed a job. And the only job opening he could find was at the zoo. So he went to the zoo and asked for a job. And they said, well, the only thing we've got is that uh, we lost our gorilla. We haven't got one uh, to replace it. So if you want to dress up in a gorilla suit, you got a job. Well, he was desperate, so he did. And he got pretty good at it. In fact, as he got so good at swinging from vine to vine in his cage, he became one of the zoo's top attractions. And people watched him. And one day he was enthusiastically putting on a show for all those who had gathered. And he flew so high, he actually went over his cage and landed into the cage of the African lion. And the African lion saw him, and he knew he was in trouble. And he began to scream for help. He screamed bloody murder. And the lion got closer. And finally, as he was screaming, he heard the lion. He felt the lion's hot breath and heard the lion say, shut up, you idiot, or we'll both be out of a job. (laughs) Well, that may be one way to run a zoo, but it's no way to run a community. As Marsha said to the children, the theme today is from Paul to put off falsehood. In other words, to be authentic. To be who you really are, the key to community at one level is authenticity, that we can count on the person we see is really the person who is there. And the fact of the matter is, though, that a lot of us don't really bring our true self to Christian community. Reminds me of what I saw a couple weeks ago at Halloween. A couple of the establishments I went into had a sign, you may have seen them, that said, as a courtesy to our guests and for the safety of our guests, Please remove your mask before entering the store. And I kind of thought about that, and I thought that would really be neat to have a sign at the front of the church that said, well, as a courtesy to everybody else in the church and for their safety, please remove your mask before you enter the front door. Now, a lot of us wear masks. Now, most of our masks are not this obvious, but our masks are similar. They are meant to mask who we really are. They are meant to present an impression that we're in control. We don't need you. Don't even think about getting close to me. We wear those masks. The same kind of mask, of course, that was worn by Darth Vader. But as you think about the story, Darth Vader never really found his help. He never found redemption. He never found what he was looking for until the end of the movie, and he's dying, and what do they do? Luke takes off his mask. And there we see that under this powerful mask is a mess. It's a very vulnerable, wounded body. And it's not until the vulnerability and wound is discovered that he really finds the health and the help and the relationship that Darth Vader's been looking for for his whole life. Our lives are something like that. We come to this church wearing our masks, and they hide what is really underneath. And until we remove them, we will never find the help and meaning and relationship that God intends for us. You know, the Bible records that we've always been hiders as human beings from the beginning. Adam ate the forbidden fruit, and what was the next thing he did? He hid. 
And so God walks through the garden and says, Adam, where are you? And it's not because God needs to get Adam for Christmas, some sort of GPS device, so he can always find him. The issue is he knows Adam is hiding, but he knows that's not a good way to live. So he tries to call him out of hiding. Paul talks to the Corinthians about Moses, and he said, you'll remember Moses would go on the mountain of God, and he would spend time with God, and then his face would get so radiant and bright that people would say, Moses, cover it. We can't take the greatness. So Moses would put on a veil as a courtesy to everyone around and for their safety. But here's what happened, said Paul. After a while, the radiance would begin to fade, and the brightness and the glory would begin to go away. And Moses kept the veil on so that they would still think he had that radiance and that glory. Human beings have always been hiders. We tend to do two things. We tend to hide our shame or our weaknesses. We tend to cover them up. And we tend to try to wear masks then that will magnify our strengths. I don't know if you've ever had that experience that you put on a mask to try to hide the weaker parts of you. We get concerned about what others might think and we don't want to present that face to them. I know I've many times have had an opportunity where a person could have seen that I had a weaker side and, and I quickly moved to cover it up. Years ago, shopping with one of my children and one of my children was behaving normally for a child. They were tired of sitting in the cart and they could, didn't at all understand why they couldn't have every piece of candy on the aisle that they were passing. And so they began to demonstrate their, uh, their dissatisfaction with the way that I was running the shopping adventure. That I wasn't giving them rest. That I wasn't giving them candy. They began to act normally. So what did I do? Well, I quickly hid this weakness. And what I did was I got them out of the cart, left the cart half full of groceries, and went to the car and went home. God forbid that anybody realize that my children were human beings. That they need sleep. And that they don't understand why candy would ever be refused them. But so that you would not know that that was a possibility to hide that weakness, we took off. Sometimes we hide our weakness. Other times we try to magnify our strength. Have you ever tried to look smarter than you really are? To act like you, you know something you really don't know? We have an interesting thing. It's a wonderful men's ministry at our church on Tuesday mornings with Christ Episcopal and First Presbyterian in our church. And to wrap up the fall semester, we had to stump the pastor time. So we got the three pastors up there, and, and we took questions from the floor. And I took one question from the floor, and it was obvious when the next pastor answered it that he thought I was wrong. And he began to correct the answer I had given. And I have to tell you, every muscle in my body was reaching for the microphone to take it away from him. To explain that he didn't really understand my answer, and that there was really more to it than that, and... Every part of me wanted to look smarter than I looked in that moment. Have you ever wanted to hide your weakness and magnify your strength? We do that. And we do it with the masks that we wear. Try to appear to be more than what we really are. And we hope that will make us more presentable to people. But actually all it does is continue the barrier that always divides people. Because the fact of the matter is... You can't really have a relationship with a person wearing a mask. You can't really have a relationship with a person who only shows you this much of who they are. You can't go any deeper than what they will show you. So for the sake of Christian community, we need to show who we really are and not try to hide it so that we get the sense that the person that is there is 
really the real person. Community is not built on deception. You know, I get an opportunity in my line of work to, to listen in to a lot of people talk about their relationships. And typically what I find is when their relationships have, have broken down, what they'll point to is that, well, I didn't really know him or he didn't really didn't know me or she didn't really share herself. And I was completely surprised. And, and as they talk about it, it was obvious that no one really uh, got very vulnerable or transparent with the other person. There was always something being hidden or masked. And then when I talk to people about their relationships are going really well, they'll often say that it turned when he told me how he really felt or she told me what was really happening and they got vulnerable. And what you find out is when people hide, there's usually a breakdown. And when people come out from under the mask, there's usually a breakthrough. So real community is going to be built on letting people know who we really are and what we're really feeling. But there's something more important going on even than that. If you and I only present an image to people, then how will we ever know that the grace of Christ and the love of Christ comes to us as we really are? How will I ever know that I'm loved for who I really am if all you ever get of me is just a mask? Then all I know that you love is you love just the image of me that I'm projecting for you in a relationship. Remember, Greg Bear came as a guest speaker two years ago, and he said the most important thing we need to learn is that we are loved unconditionally. And then he said this, if people never really know who you are, then you will never know that you're loved for who you are. If you don't really come out from behind the mask, all you'll ever know is that your mask was loved, that people appreciated that. You'll never know that you've been loved and appreciated by Christ as you really are. And Christian community is simply based on the fact that Paul said we are to accept one another as Jesus accepted us. Well, how can we be accepted if we don't really present our true selves to another person? So here's what I want to do. Let me give you just three quick hints on how you can move toward uh, move out from underneath your mask and move toward more openness and relationships because it's not only a psychological truth i think it's a christian truth that when we are open and vulnerable with other people they will be the same way with us now these hints come from a wonderful book called everybody's normal until you get to know them by john orberg and there's a real truth in that i mean because none of us none of us have no weaknesses and none of us are our strengths as uh, great as we try to make them appear So here's how you might begin to come out from under your mask. The first thing he suggests is that you must learn to communicate with people, uh, but carefully at first. And that is, as it's appropriate with another person in in Christian community, begin to share a little bit about yourself. Now, you don't want to give them everything all at once. First of all, you don't know what they'll do with it. You don't know what they might say, who they might tell, and you also don't know if they can handle it. You and I have all been in a situation where people gave us way too much information about the after effects of their intestinal surgery or way too much information about what went wrong in their last relationship. You don't, you don't want to do that. Remember James says that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. So let's, let's be wise and begin to share as it may become appropriate. A little bit now and perhaps more later share with people what they can handle so we might be a bit guarded at first Uh, and then we've learned to do this haven't we in 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 other relationships i mean haven't all of us learned not to answer the question does this dress make me look fat i mean you know not to give your opinion on 
everything. So practice it here. Begin to give it in, in careful, wise ways. Then secondly, move forward as people find that, that you can trust them and they're trustworthy. Move forward be, being a little less guarded in your emotions, a little more transparent. That's a beautiful thing about the, the children who are baptized today is that, you know, they're too young to learn how to mask their emotions. And, and the youth, uh, fortunately, aren't jaded enough that they've worn their mask uh, to church on Sunday. So it's a wonderful thing to kind of see them for who they really were um, uh, this morning. And that's a great start. There, uh, there's an article in the paper every week on poker. And this past week's article was on the, the relative merits or value of keeping a poker face. And, and I didn't read it to know if how valuable a poker face is in poker. But I know a poker face is of no value in community. We need to begin to learn. When, when we're sad, it's okay to let people know. And when we're pretty excited, it's okay to let people know. Begin to live more transparently with other uh, people. Jesus once gave this bit of advice. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Just kind of be who you are out there. And then as a final step, with at least one or two people, try to find someone and make it your goal that in the next year or two, they will know you who, for, who, for who you really are. Someone in your small group or someone you share some part of Christian community with. Find a person that over time it is okay to take off your mask completely, that they will have an approximate uh, uh, estimate of your, the size of your strengths and the relative depth of your weaknesses. And make it your goal that you'll develop with somebody that sort of relationship in the coming year in, in Christian community. Because one of the things that happens is the more that we are vulnerable, the less we actually become prisoner to the opinions of other people. The more we share of ourselves and take off our mask, the more that we find that without our mask we're really okay. And that we can share that and it will really be all right. The true path to freedom and living is to not be captive to the opinions of other people. And we do that by being willing to share who we are. There's a wonderful story about Frederick the Great when he was king of Prussia. He went and visited a prison. And all the prisoners, as he was going through, threw themselves at him and said they were in there. They were framed. They were in there for things they didn't do. They didn't rob. They didn't beat the person up. They did not kill that person. It was all a mistake. They shouldn't be in, in prison. Well, one man didn't come up to him, and so that got his attention. So he went over to the man, and he said, what are you here for? And he said, robbery. He said, what would you do? He said, well, I stole something for someone. Did you do it? And he said, yeah. He said, I'm supposed to be here. And immediately the king said, guards, come and get this man and take him and throw him out of the prison, lest he corrupt all these virtuous, innocent men who are in here who never did anything to anybody. What the man found was in an honest moment of being able to admit who he was, he found freedom. May that be our experience as well.